0: The TNT shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at TNTradio.live. Misty Winston on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: Well, hey there, and welcome to the Misty Winston Show right here on today's News Talk. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you, as always. Okay, um, so there's a lot to discuss, y'all. We have a fantastic show lined up. Uh, We have a great uh, activist from the Bronx, uh, where there's always a lot to talk about. So Gaijin Girl is going to be joining us here uh, in just a little bit. We're going to talk about her work with Jewish Voices for Peace. Um, But let's talk about Israel here at the top of the show, because there's much to discuss. So um, in recent days, we have learned that Israel is now um, desecrating and and um, excavating Palestinian graveyards. Real classy. Um, so that's fun. Uh, they're also continuing to shoot Palestinians who are carrying white flags. Um, so uh, uh, th- this article here says, Israeli snipers shot and killed two brothers in Khan Yunus yesterday. Nahid Adel Barbak was shot by an Israeli sniper while evacuating Khan Yunus. His brother Ramiz tried to help him, but was also targeted. Israeli snipers shot anyone who tried to rescue them Both were pronounced dead at the scene, and you can very clearly see in these pictures um, that they were shot next to their white flag. So that is not new. This is something that's been continuing for um, a very long time. They are also targeting the area surrounding uh, the Nasser Hospital in Khan Yunus. um, And spokesperson for the Ministry of Health in Gaza said, quote, the area surrounding the Nasser Hospital in Khan Yunus has been subjected to intense Israeli artillery shelling, and Israeli drones are firing heavily in the courtyards and towards the building putting the lives of everyone inside the hospital at risk Um, and Yet we still have, oh, and as Caitlin Johnstone pointed out, I wanted to um, also uh, call this out. Um, She said, it's been undeniable that the IDF routinely kills Palestinians who are waving white flags ever since last month when they killed three escaped Israeli hostages who were waving white flags, supposedly mistaking them for Palestinians. Uh, This was just the first time the Western press filmed it. Um, So the reason why I'm bringing all of this terrible stuff up that they have been doing um, is because uh, it turns out the U.S. and Israel is advancing a major fighter jet deal amid all of this slaughter. So uh, here from Dave DeCamp at Antiwar.com from today, uh, it says, amid Israel's slaughter in Gaza, U.S. and Israeli officials met in Washington this week to discuss the advancement of major weapons deals that will arm Israel with dozens of fighter jets, Apache helicopters, and munitions. One of the deals includes a new squadron of 25 F35 fighter jets and is worth about 3 billion dollars. Israel's defense ministry first announced its intention to procure the F35s last summer and said they would be purchased using US provided aid. Sources told the Times of Israel that Israel uh, also intends to procure a squadron of 25 F151A or I'm sorry, IA fighter jets and a squadron of 12 Apache hol- helicopters. It's unclear how the F15s and the Apaches will be paid for. But the U.S. is looking to give Israel an additional $14 billion in military aid on top of the $3.8 billion it receives each year. Uh, Israeli De- Defense Ministry Director General Ayal Zamir met with senior State Department and Pentagon officials to discuss the fighter jets and helicopters. The Times report said the next step for the deal uh, deals to be signed is for both governments to formally approve them which will likely happen in the coming weeks. The delivery of the fighter jets and helicopters will probably take a few years. Uh, Zamir also discussed the continued U.S. supply of bombs and other types of munitions to support the Israeli o- onslaught of Gaza. The U.S. has delivered over 10,000 tons of weapons to Israel since October 7th, demonstrating the strong U.S. support for Israel's campaign, which has killed over 25,000 Palestinians, including 10,000 children. By the way, I think that includes um, a Palis- one, uh well It's difficult to say what these numbers are currently, but it was, for a time, uh, a Palestinian child every 10 minutes. I think they're killing at least two Palestinian mothers every hour um and we are 100 arming and funding this situation not 100 to be fair the uk is also pitching in quite a bit but we are uh by far the largest contributor to this death and chaos and destruction there's no question about it so um i'm bringing this up because tomorrow we're going to get the icj um uh, decision on south africa's claims of genocide I'm very interested to see what the ICJ is going to say. Not that I think it will make any difference. I'm just curious exactly how corrupt that court is. Um, so that is coming tomorrow. And I just um, I think it's very interesting that the United States continues to just flood the situation with weapons while also, by the way, pretending to care about civilian casualties, which the hypocrisy involved in uh, you know the, the likes of Antony Blinken or Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, um, you know, making their little videos and giving their little speeches about how we have to do everything we can to, um, you know, avoid civilian casualties as we flood them with the weapons that are killing civilians is just so disgusting but that's what we're doing we are going to give them even more weapons even more money um and uh not a whole lot that we can do about it other than get in the streets. so um just wanted to give you an update on that and also just point out all of those horrific things that are happening in con Yunus, that is the latest situation uh that's happening right now i think that's the big um uh the onslaught that's happening i think is currently in con Yunus. not that that's the only area obviously the west bank is still in turmoil all over the place uh but it seems like con Yunus is really getting hit pretty heavily currently as we speak um so okay don't forget you can follow me over on the tweeters at sarcasm stardust check out the substack it's mistywinston.substack.com there's a write-up for the guest of the day every day so you can find follow and support their work as well. And if you would like, you can shoot me an email over at Misty Winston at tntradio.live. Um, I love guest ideas, show ideas, or if you just have a question or something, hit me up and I will try to get back to you. Um, and I think that's all I have on that front. So, um, also just so you guys know, um, if you want like a, um, uh, a list of uh, all the shows and schedule, the schedule that's offered on TNT Radio. Super easy. Just go to the website over at TNTRadio.live. We serve up the latest live news and current affairs presented by a host of credible and expert commentators who can separate fact from fiction, truth from propaganda, right here on Today's News Talk
0: Russia, gas prices, COVID mandates.
1: It just doesn't seem
0: like anybody's doing anything about it. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: All right. On Wednesday, a 34-year-old man living in New Yorkshire, England, was found guilty of inciting racial hatred with stickers. Okay. Uh, so here at this story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. And listen, Ruckus, as a parent, I hate stickers. If you are also a parent, you know as well, stickers are not a good thing. I don't like stickers. Uh, but what, how exactly do they incite r- racial hatred, Adam?
2: Well, because it's 2024 and we're talking about the UK. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) Um, stickers. Come on, people. Stickers, really? We're going to send people to prison over stickers? Oh, yes. Yes, we will. Um, wow. It's a brave new world indeed. Um, there's a reason for all of this. And, and, you know, fair warning to everyone who wants to just probably shoot off hate mail right away. Uh, hold, hold, hold off on that because I'm just recording the news. OK, so we're going to say some words and some things. They're not my words. They're not my things. Uh, an ethno-nationalist activist has been found guilty of running an online library of downloadable stickers that are meant to, quote, stir up racial Hatred, end quote. That's right. On Wednesday, a jury in Leeds convicted one Samuel Malina, aged 34, who is the Yorkshire organizer for the ethno nationalist group Patriotic Alternative. They convicted him of distributing downloadable versions of stickers, which were, quote, intended to stir up racial hatred, end quote, and encouraging racially aggravated criminal damage. The stickers bore slogans such as, quote, labor loves Muslim rape gangs, end quote, quote, we will be a minority in our homeland by 2066, end quote, quote, mass immigration is white genocide, end quote. And one more, uh, quote, second generation, third, fourth, you have to go back, end quote, warning non-white people that, quote, they were being targeted, end quote. Mr. Malia describes himself as, quote, pro-British or a white advocate, end quote. He was also the head of the Hundred Handers, a group that coordinated to put up anti-immigration stickers in different areas between 2019 and 2021, That's what the court heard. He was arrested outside a post office in Leeds in April of 2021 on suspicion of publishing or distributing material which may stir up racial hatred when police searched his house in Pudsey, West West. Yorkshire, they found a label printer and stickers with slogans such as, quote, it's okay to be white, end quote, and, quote, natives losing jobs, migrants pouring in, end quote. Opening the case to jurors last week, prosecutor Tom Story, KC, said the stickers were used to, quote, warn or intimidate members of non-Christian religions or those from non-white races that they were being targeted, end quote. Mr. Story and the Hundred Handers Telegram channel had over 3,500 subscribers and that a number of photographs, sorry, said, he said that they had over 3,500 subscribers, that a number of photographs have been posted to it of stickers in public locations, such as lampposts, vending machines, public toilets, train stations, and even the door of an NP's constituency office. Mr. Story said, quote, also found within the defendant's telegram posts and chat were messages which make clear that he expected that 100 handers stickers would be displayed in public places and also that he had placed stickers in such places himself, end quote. He added that Mr. Malia had wanted to, quote, blaster the surrounding area, end quote, the night before a Black Lives Matter protest was taking place in Leeds. Mr. Malia told the court the stickers were intended to be put on street furniture, such as lampposts, benches, bus stops, and quote, places people are waiting. He said, quote, you go around Leeds and there's stickers on everything. There must be a reason people are putting them out there, end quote. Uh, Judge Tom Bayless Casey bailed the defendant until his sentencing at the Same court uh, coming up on March uh, 1st. Uh, According to the site here, this patriotic alternative campaigns are against, quote, the demographic decline of native Britons in the United Kingdom, end quote. I think you get the idea, Misty. But do we really need to be putting people in prison over stickers? What do you think?
1: No, of course not. I mean, listen, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by my take on this. I think this guy sounds like a turd. I don't like any of the things that he seems to stand for. And I certainly don't agree with him on much of it, if any of it. Um, but putting people in prison over stickers is terrible. That's a horrible thing to do. I am not okay with that. If you don't like somebody's stickers, listen, I carry free Assange stickers with me pretty much all the time. Um, uh, cover it with something else. I mean, it's really that simple. It's a sticker, y'all. It is a sticker. There, These kinds of people exist, period. They are going to exist. That is just the reality of the world that we live in. And you're not going to, um, you know, convince them that their ideas are terrible by throwing them in prison over stickers. I think that that is a silly concept. Um, And again, here come people, oh, I can't believe you're defending this uh, white nationalist. I'm not defending him. I think his his views are pretty repugnant. I'm defending the principle of free speech, as I always do, as I try to consistently do. And um, I think that free speech is the, the whole idea of defending free speech. Is defending speech that needs to be defending, meaning that it's not agreeable, meaning that people don't agree with it and that it is um, you know, something that people will try to silence. I think that's that's the test of an actual free speech activist, is if you are willing to defend views that you do not agree with yourself. And unfortunately, that's a very um uncommon position I have been finding. Um, I feel like there are a lot of people who are um very supportive of. Uh, they proclaim to be free speech. I mean, Elon Musk is a great example of this. He loves free speech when it's speech that he agrees with or that makes him look good. Um, but when it comes to speech that's critical of Israel, he's not a big fan of that. And he will uh, shadow ban you and, you know, kill you on the algorithm and all of that stuff. And we see that time and time again. And we see that across um Uh, social media platforms and all of that stuff on a regular basis. I mean, listen, as somebody who regularly posts on various social media platforms about Julian Assange, I know all too well uh, how that works. And so, uh, yeah, but I think putting somebody in prison over stickers is so unbelievably ridiculous, but fully unsurprising in the UK. As you said, it's the year 2024 and it's the United Kingdom. Listen, my, uh, my friends over there, and I do have many friends over there, this is bad and it's getting worse. We've seen this whole thing the the internet Uh, I think it was called the Internet Security Act and all kinds of this stuff has been snowballing like crazy over there for a very long time. And I need my American friends to realize that it's coming here, too. It is very slowly starting to creep over here. I think it's a little bit more difficult for them to implement stuff here because of the First Amendment. But they're very quickly killing that, too. We still have Julian Assange in prison. So don't get it twisted. Don't think that just because we have the First Amendment that this stuff isn't already here and won't continue to get worse because it absolutely will. But what do you think, Adam? I mean, listen, I really do hate stickers as a parent terrible stickers are awful but not this is not it this ain't it
2: so you you would support a full sticker ban yeah that's the answer (laughs) or just and glitter nobody gets stickers (laughs) yeah you ruined it for everybody no stickers (laughs) for anyone Yeah, Misty, the sticker Nazi. Good one. Um, That's your new nickname. You should change. That's a good one. Um, To be fair, by the way, he's not been put in prison yet. Of course, as I mentioned, his sentencing will take place on March 1st. But I mean, you get the idea when we're we're saying that. I just trying to cover all my bases here because I know someone wants to. They're they're getting itchy. They're ready to send that email, Misty. I can feel it. but I, I think the ultimate answer is, as with most governments, and I know this is what we would do here in the United States of America, is we would want to regulate stickers. See, we're going to yeah. we're gonna get a bunch of, we'll put a team together, uh, we'll put together a bipartisan group, and, and they can get to the bottom of it. Um, maybe Chuck Schumer, uh, maybe he can tell everyone the dangers <laughs> of stickers, uh, the, the glue, maybe with it, the, the kids are sniffing <laughs> stickers, I don't know, but yeah. I hear you about the stickers. But again, uh, good point about the free speech. We always need to defend free speech, uh, even if it's on a sticker, Misty.
1: Yeah, 100%. And listen, I think Chuck Schumer is a little busy right now with his nicotine lozenge thingies that he's on a warpath about. So uh, maybe we can find somebody else. AOC's got her um, uh, sunscreen thing. So maybe we can get, I don't know. I don't know. Who else is there that can fight this fight? I don't know. Listen arresting people for stickers is dumb that's i mean that's just where i'm gonna i'm gonna end that uh and it's not about again not about defending this guy or his views personally i think that at least from what i've read here he's pretty repugnant however um i will consistently stand for free speech uh every time, every time. That's just the way that's, that's it for me. That's it. So uh, thanks for bringing us this story. Adam, we'll keep an eye on this. I'm interested to see what happens to him in March. So we'll definitely keep an eye on this and see what happens to him. So uh, we'll probably bring you an an update once we have that information. So, uh, all right, Adam, we will talk to you again tomorrow. As always, hang tight. We're going to be right back after this here on today's news talk.
0: TNT's Abby Roberts.
1: So this is the headline in the guardian. Pleasure of sex is a gift
3: from God, but avoid porn Pope advises what is it with religious people and sex well, isn't there anything else that's, that's that's more important to worry about and this is what uh, this is what Pope Francis uh, say I'm gonna I'm gonna read it in an Italian accent just to be even more offensive sexual pleasure is a gift from God but Catholics must avoid pornography Pope Francis has said the pontiff. Oh, I'll tell you what though, he was all for giving people lots of pricks during 2021. Bloody hell, mRNA's fine, but just not
0: porn. Abby Roberts on TNT.
4: Anticipate potential delays for the morning commute. In other news, a recent government report on prescription drug pricing points to corporate mountain... Freedom of the press is about your right to know.
0: What are you talking about, man? Look at his stats.
4: It's about your right to be informed. Your right to access all types of information keeps us free as a nation. No, no. no, 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 no. Today, there are real threats to press freedom. And your right to know about the world around us. Look. Some threats are obvious. Some are easy to miss. But they all put our way of life at risk. We must defend against all of these threats, no matter what kind of news is important to you.
1: ...justified putting American troops in harm's way. That's
4: a great question. We must protect our right to know before it's too late. Understand the threats. ProtectPressFreedom.org.
0: Caution. You are about to hear... Today's news talk and the voice of freedom. That's what this is all about. TNT Radio.
1: All right. I'm very excited. Our guest today is Gaijin Girl. I hope I'm saying that right. She's a longtime Bronx res- Bronx resident and writer, uh, and also a member of the Bronx Anti-War Coalition, Bronx Greens, and Jewish Voices for Peace. Uh, she's passionate on human rights issues. She has a background in both philosophy and finance, and is best described as a left libertarian. Um, in 2023, much of her activism has been centered on anti-war, uh, Palestine, and confronting politicians, which I love. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit, such as Robert Kennedy Jr., Richie Torres, man, Richie Torres, uh, AOC, and Hakeem Jeffrey. So, uh, and we've been longtime mutuals. This is actually the first time we're having a conversation. So I'm very excited. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm uh, I'm oh. pumped to have you. Um, because you have been doing really incredible work on the ground here recently, obviously for a very long time. But with this uh, recent, all these recent, um, uh, this recent flare up of the Israel Palestine situation, um, I've been saying, uh, and I've been getting some pushback from it from people who say that I'm trying to diminish Palestinian voices. It's not my intention to do that. But I've been saying that in this fight against Zionism, because that's what I feel that it is, um, I think there's nothing more powerful than the anti-Zionist Jewish voice. And you've been doing a ton of work with Jewish voices for peace. Can you just tell us a little bit about jvp and what uh, what kind of stuff you guys do uh
3: sure and uh, i mean just to be clear i mean I'm, I'm speaking for myself i'm not speaking for jvp but i'm a member of jvp uh, um but jvp's been around for quite some time for ifn also incredibly good uh and basically it's uh, just been getting the voice out getting out the message that judaism is not zionism uh, this has been in place for a long, long time. I mean, I remember going to rallies years ago. You know, in, in 2021, we had a, a flare up with Israel bombing the heck out of Gaza, and we were there for that, too. Unfortunately, 2023 has been the the bombshell, and it's, it's gotten far, far worse. And we've had to go from being nice about it to being almost, I, I would say, militant,
1: and that's a good thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's necessary. I feel like at this point, I mean, it has gotten and we've seen, listen, this uh, people like to pretend as if uh, history began on October 7th, which is so Unbelievably frustrating and absurd. Um, And it is uh, offensive almost uh, that people want to pretend as if there is no context here, that there isn't decades of oppression and occupation and brutalization that have been in place for a very long time. Um, And so uh, but unfortunately, you're right. I think 2023 has really become um, kind of a... uh, I don't even know how to describe it, I guess a signature year in this situation. Um, and I think that what is interesting about what we're seeing now, at least for me, and maybe you'll have a different view on this, but it feels to me that the needle has now moved so far that there's no going back. I think that at this point, um, uh, I think we're seeing Israel lose the PR war. We're seeing that Israel is um, really, I mean, for lack of a better term, shooting itself in the foot You know, every day, all day, um, with their numerous lies that they've been and with the way that they're conducting themselves at the top of the show, as I just mentioned, they're shooting people regularly who are carrying white flags. They are desecrating cemeteries, they're bombing hospitals and UN uh, centers and refugee camps and schools. And um, I think that now the world is watching. We're seeing this play out in real time. Um, And I think that we've reached kind of that that critical point where uh, there really is no going back. What do you think?
3: I mean, you're 100 percent right. Um, it's and uh, unlike other genocides. And that's the word you really do need to use is genocide. Unlike other travesties of that sort, this is being live streamed. Yeah. And that's a historical difference. Then you, you cannot erase the videos. You cannot erase the pictures. They exist. There's no gatekeepers because of social media. So this is. You can't put the cat back in the box or the cat back in the bag or whatever analogy you want to use. Um, it's it's horrific. And uh, no matter what happens, and I really fear some of the things that are going to happen, no matter how they rule tomorrow. But we can't just say, OK, ceasefire. That's it. Right. Because that you know, we've seen the crimes. We've seen the the monstrous atrocities. You don't let that go. For the exact same reason that you wouldn't have let let it go with the holocaust
1: yeah you can't let it go you You can't let let it go go. we've seen this and what's so frustrating to me we're americans so we've seen what happens when you let that go we've seen what happens when president obama says we got to move forward we can't look back um, and what happens is, is then that guy, Barack Obama goes on to start five new wars and he bombs Syria so much he runs out of bombs and he, you know what I mean? Like he's, he starts droning uh, weddings and funerals in Yemen and all of that stuff. And so we know what happens if you, if you just let it go. And I've been saying forever, because uh, people keep saying we need to ceasefire now. And that is true. But for me, it's not ceasefire now. It's free Palestine. Like that's what it is. It's free Palestine. And that should be, I don't want people to lose sight of that goal. Yes, we need to ceasefire because. The atrocity needs to stop. The death needs to stop. I can't see any more pictures of dead babies and kids being, you know, dragged out from underneath rubble and women trying to, you know, give birth with no anesthetic on a dirty hospital floor. I can't see any more of that stuff. And I think that the world feels the same way. Um, But it is free Palestine. Like we can't just stop at a ceasefire. And there needs to be accountability. There, like there, absolutely needs to be accountability. Yes, there.
3: There's a reason why we did Nuremberg. Mm -hmm. and it's a there's a double reason for it number one is you have to people have to be held accountable they had they do something like that they have to be punished number one number two the victims of such atrocities need justice they're going to get it one way or the other that's not a threat that's just the way that the world works and the way that things should be if you do something horrible you need to be held accountable. You don't just walk free. And that's true of Netanyahu. That's true of his entire cabinet. That's true of IDF and IOF command. And that's also true of any US officials who are complicit yeah. in this, this horror. Um, I will never ever forget, you know, we've we've all seen a million different horrific pictures at this point. We're past hundred days now. There was one that is burned into my memory forever besides. It's the the babies who were left in the in the incubators yes. to rot yeah that was one the other one was this man running into a hospital with two plastic bags with the parts of
1: his kids yes yes
3: You don't walk away and go all right well we made some mistakes let's let by Bi- Hansi- on
1: we're looking on. forward Yeah, we can't do that. There's just no way. No, you're right. And I think that that I think that. Okay, we have to take a quick break and get headlines. But I think that that is what that's kind of what I was alluding to is that the the role that social media has played in this particular uh, set of circumstances this time around, because, again, this is not the first time, as you said, 2021, there was 2014, there's been uh, times where Israel has attacked Uh, Palestine, where they've been, uh, you know, sniping innocent civilians and kids and medics and journalists and all of that stuff, where they've been expanding. um, uh, uh, They've been doing all kinds of horrific stuff for a very long time. But I think that what's different about this time is that it is now being live streamed. The genocide is being live streamed. And I think that that has made it impossible for people to look away, which I think is great. Um, uh, But uh, okay, let's take a quick break and and get some headlines. And then we'll jump back into that right here on TNT.
0: (laughs) Hear about it.
1: We're depending on our congressmen.
0: Talk about it. The people have to stand up and say enough. Now, TNT Radio News.
2: For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Jeff DeWitt, the chair of the Arizona Republican Party, announced his resignation amidst controversy surrounding leaked audio that allegedly captured him trying to persuade Carrie Lake to withdraw from political involvement. Former President Donald Trump has issued a stern warning to his major donors, stating that those who continue to support his Republican primary opponent, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, will be excluded from the MAGA camp.
0: We're the pin-up boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 24-7, 365, we never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth, from government overreach, to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship, to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask a Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio, or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's News Talk, this is TNT Radio.
1: Yes. Don't forget to download the app. That's how I listen. I listen on the app while I'm doing chores throughout the day. Uh, Helps make dishes slightly less intolerable. So, uh, all right. So we're here with my friend Gaijin Girl, uh, who is an on-the-ground activist in the Bronx, um, uh, and she has been active uh, on many issues. Of course, we're speaking about, uh, today we're speaking about her work on uh, Palestine. Um, And as we were just talking about before we jump to headlines, um, I think that for me, uh, what and I've been—I kind of sound like a broken record. If you listen to my show regularly, I'm sure that you're tired of hearing me talk about this aspect of it. Because, but I think it's incredibly important, um, and I think it's also really fascinating to watch the role that social media has played. And also, I would like to point out once again the unbelievable courage of the journalists who have been on the ground in Gaza, um, who have been. Uh, you know, showing us these images who have been holding their ground, despite the fact that they know very well that they are being targeted. There's no doubt about it. We have seen numerous um, uh, times where their families have been targeted. And I think that we're at like 109, 110 journalists who have been um essentially assassinated during this situation which uh in, in just over 100 days that is insane for me to even wrap my head around so um but i think that that's what that's so interesting to me to see the way that social media has played such a significant role and i think that that is what has made it so um uh, impossible because i think previously uh israel has had such a lock on the narrative. Um, They uh, essentially control mainstream media in the West. Um, They're able to uh, spin things the way that they want. They're able to tell people what to say and what to print. Um, And so they've had so much control over the narrative that it's been so interesting to see them lose that so significantly and also watch the way that people have been able to, in real time, debunk and expose their lies because there have been so many but what do you think about that aspect of it do you, do you think that that is um uh do you think that we uh, that, that that has been as significant how do, what, how do you feel about that aspect of it, the social media the citizen journalism uh the journalists who have been on the ground um all of that stuff i i think it's
3: crucial i, I my hats off to uh, every single palestinian journalist uh as a matter of fact one of the um one of the things that I brought up in my activism was what happened to Shireen abu akhla Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with that one? This was uh, basically the, she was the, the Barbara Walters of, of Palestine. And she was openly, openly assassinated by Israel. Yes. And as Israel always, always does, they lied at first. First, they said it was a Palestinian gunman. Then they said, oh, my gosh, yes, well, maybe we did it, but it was an accident. And you can see in the video, because her team was, video, was videotaping at the time, you can see she has a helmet on. She's got body armor. There is no way, no way that it was anything except intentional. And when, you're, when you see that stuff on video, you're like, okay, you're lying blatantly about this. What else are you lying about? And that is the MO of Israel. It's it, it's really staggering, you know. It's they don't even try.
1: No, and they, <laughs> they really it,
3: don't. <laughs> they really don't. They're ponying it in. It's like they're not going to get an Academy Award with this.
1: No, it's really bad, and I think that that's what's um, been so. Kind of mind-blowing to me because, again, previously they had such a lock on the narrative. It wasn't that clear. It wasn't as obvious that it was that it was so bad. It's bad. They're bad at this. It is awful. Uh, Shireen, the Shireen situation was obviously one of those. And if, you, if people don't know, I'm sure our audience does. Uh, our audience is incredibly intelligent and very tuned in. But I think it, it just in case anybody is unaware, she was a journalist who was shot in broad daylight on camera. Uh, and then Israel tried desperately to lie about it, um, as you just explained. And then not only did they do that, but then they attacked her funeral as well, mm. which is so despicable to me that they, you know, you've already murdered the woman and then you attack her funeral. It's just the uh, it, it, the lack of humanity really just knows no bounds. But you're right. I think that that's um, and we've seen that since October 7th. How many lies have they been caught in? Do you know if anybody's keeping track? Because it's a lot. I really hope somebody is, because it's amazing. Yeah. It's it's
3: it's it's you know, it's like, uh, you know, it's funny about this is uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, John Lovitz attacked me on, on Twitter at one point. Uh. But John Lovitz and I bring that up, not for that, but because John Lovitz used to have a skit on Saturday Night Live where he played a liar, a pathological liar. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's the ticket. Oh, let me do this. Let me do the. That's Israel yeah oh wait a minute wait a minute oh yeah there's hamas under this hospital oh wait there isn't oh they moved it doesn't
1: end (laughs) yes yeah and the lies that they've been caught in are so um horrific and we've spoken on this show uh several times about atrocity propaganda and the way that that works but i think really one of the one of the first uh the one of the big lies that they told initially was obviously the 40 beheaded baby story which For anybody who is even a tiny bit skeptical, which if you're not skeptical about what you're being told by your government and others at this point, I don't know how to help you. But um, uh, if you're even just the littlest bit of skepticism there for me, I immediately thought, oh, here's some incubator babies. Here we go. Um, And that's exactly what it turned out to be, a load of crap. They 100% lied about that situation. And what I find so interesting is that as time has gone on, I think the vast majority of people other than completely brainwashed Zionists have come to terms with the fact that that was a lie. But there's been really no conversation about how disgusting that really is to lie about babies being beheaded in order to justify the um, onslaught that you are about to launch against civilians in Gaza. And it's just, and that's just one example, right? I mean, we could go through a whole host of, I mean, as you said, the Hamas tunnels and whether, and, and there, I just got into an argument with somebody on Twitter the other day who was like, well, Hamas built those tunnels. And I'm like, Hamas built some of them. Israel built many of those tunnels, y'all. And, and not only that, Israel has also been aiding and helping and, and, and funding Hamas over the years. Netanyahu has said, I should pull up the direct quote, but he has said that it's in our interest to support Hamas because it creates division amongst the resistance movement. And so this is it's people don't want to have those conversations. But I think that um, being in shout out to the gray zone, because they're not the only ones who have been debunking this kind of stuff. But they have done such an amazing job of just constantly breaking these things down for people um, and it, frankly, just really courageous. The idea that they took on the mass rape allegations to dudes Taking on the job of debunking those stories was risky, (laughs) but they did it because uh, their work is solid. And I think that that's uh, as long as your work is solid and you're dealing in truth. um, I think that that's always the, the best way to go. But yeah, it's just so it's very frustrating to me to watch people still buy into this stuff, despite the fact that we have. Um, so many instances of them being just thoroughly annihilated, and that, that it's very obvious and apparent that they have been um lying uh, in just in the most despicable ways. And so, uh, but they they are starting to lose um, a, a, a an amazing amount of support. Obviously, I think leadership in various countries still support Israel for obvious reasons. But I think, as we've seen with the millions of people in the street across the globe, they are losing the global support of the re- of regular people, and that's going to continue. The longest, the longer this goes on, um, the more innocent people they kill, the 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 worse that gets for them. So, okay, we have to take another quick break. Hang tight, we're going to be right back here on today's News Talk
0: de-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective.
4: Remember when you were in math class and they told you to check your work? You do remember that, right? Let's say you have five minus three and that equals two. You wanna check your work, go, well, take the answer two, add three, it equals five. Correct, right? Well, you can work backwards when checking your work when it comes to why the planet is warming. At least I can with my hypothesis that this is geothermal. In other words, the input of extra energy from what is going on in the bottom of the ocean. How can I do that? Well, let's take a look at what's going on. There's less cloudiness in the tropics now. We all know that clouds are formed by the air going up, right? So that means there must not be as much air going up. Why would that be? Well, if we went from the North Pole to the South Pole, we had an average vertical velocity and because of the normal distribution of temperature, the greatest vertical velocities so where it's warm and moist, which would be the tropical oceans, then we'd have a certain distribution, right? Well, what happens when that distribution is disturbed by distortion? In other words, it's warming more in the north and it's warming more in the south than it is in between. Well, guess what? Less vertical velocity, less clouds. Less clouds, more sun hitting the ocean. More sun hitting the ocean, more outgoing long wave radiation. So this is being observed now. The mistake being made by people on my part of the argument, in my opinion, is that they believe that that is the tail wagging the dog. It's not. The dog that wags the tail is the input of geothermal energy. That warms the oceans, that puts the water vapor into the atmosphere, leads to the distortion, leads to the difference in the vertical velocity patterns. So you see, right in front of you, I checked my work on his hypothesis. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog, meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got.
2: The thing that drives me every day as a dad is him. Every day he's hungry for something. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that he's a good person. I think the advice I would give is you don't need to know all the answers. It's okay to make mistakes. As long as it's coming from love, then it kind of starts to work itself out.
0: Misty Winston on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: All right, we are here with activist Gaijin Girl on uh, Twitter. You can go and follow her over there. Um, All the links are in the Substack, as always. Um, And we're talking about the work that she's done on the Palestine issue. So I wanted to talk to you about. um, You have confronted numerous politicians, uh, which I love. I think that they should they should be confronted everywhere they go. I think that we let them off way too easy, in my opinion. And I don't mean um, you know physically getting in their faces or anything like that. I don't think that that's effective or necessary. But I think if they're having a public public event people should be going and asking them difficult questions that is it's their job to answer those difficult questions and so you have done that as we mentioned uh in your intro you've done that with numerous politicians um I wanted to ask you first about uh the Kennedy one everybody knows how much I love Robert Kennedy Jr um he's awful um I think he is one of the most nefarious people in politics right now today he is the, the idea people keep trying to make excuses for him I just Cannot find an excuse for uh, uh, supporting openly supporting a genocide and then calling yourself a peace candidate that makes no sense. But what was what was that like to uh, to confront him at that event with Rabbi Shmuley, of all people?
3: Oh my gosh! Oh yeah. Well, uh, Rabbi Shmuley was <laughs> with the uh, the most fun of that entire event. It's uh, by the way, it's uh, you know a few people actually had to be pulled out before I it got to me. Uh, I don't know if you know Blue Moon Lucy. Yep. Uh, she's also on Twitter. She, uh, earlier before me, Rabbi Shmuley was going uh, all out with the, the the routine of, oh, my gosh, you know, your your father was killed for our people, blah, 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 which is his, not hysterical. It's rather horrific because here's RFK who has gotten on the record and said, I don't believe that Sirhan Sirhan killed my father. He's sitting there passively, Shmooley's bouncing around the stage like the like the little uh, ever uh, ready bunny he is and saying, oh, my gosh. It is. And Lucy got up and she's like, why don't you tell the truth? They they pulled her out of the audience. Mm-hmm. Another friend of mine gets up and uh, was just so disgusted with the the whole uh, performance that he gets up and he bellows. My my friend is very uh, openly spoken and says, I, I'm Jewish, too. Mother. <laughs> you know, and, and everyone's like, oh, my God, you're an anti-Semite. It's like, I'm Jewish, too. And I, I've got to create a T-shirt with that. I'm telling you, but yes. so anyway, <laughs> you know, I'm Jewish, too. Um, so it's finally my turn. And I'm, you know, obviously I'm being energetic now, but I'm very soft spoken and genteel when I'm dealing with politicians because that's the best way to reach them. And it's the best way to de- to uh, respond to their audience. And I just very quietly, you know, asked him, it's like, hey, you know, what about, uh, you know, again, Shireen Abu Akla, you know, would you be willing, She because uh, if you don't know, she is also a U.S. citizen, mm-hmm. would you be willing to request from Israel that they extradite the soldier for trial in the United States? And Shmuley went off the hook yeah he did he started (laughs) screaming he was like it was a blood libel he was you know and he was doing what the zionists always do which is talk over you
1: Mm -hmm.
3: and i wasn't wasn't putting up with it and then i topped it off with i just you know and rfk just sort of like whitewashed that he's like well i don't understand i don't know what the rules are i couldn't be sure dude you're running for president you can make that ask that's an incredibly easy ask. This is, this is a US, US citizen who was murdered. You can yeah. ask for, yeah, we want the culprit We're here. So then I followed up with finally yeah. it's like, uh, well, look, that aside, do you agree to sit down with JVP for a conversation? The entire uh, it was a very Zionist crowd went nuts and he completely and totally shrugged it off, which yes. tells you not only is RFK enthralled with the zionist uh, groups and people like shmuley but he has a deep deep disrespect for judaism because he does not sit down with anyone else you've got many yes. people that's a got. great point yeah he's very and that's true richie torres too by the way
1: <laughs> yes uh,
3: deep disrespect you've got anti-zionist jews lots of them you also in both secular and uh you know i'm sure you've seen rabbi weiss who's part mm-hmm. of the Orthodox crew. He's at all of the rallies. But will they even spend a single minute with us? No. No. That shows that at most we're a shield. That's all we are, and we're being used.
1: Yes. And it's well, it's the same way. It's the same situation with his refusal to sit down with Max Blumenthal, um, he, which he said he would do twice now, and then walked it back. He, he had his, um, I think, his PR person walk it back the first time. The second time, he's just kind of ignored it. He has ghosted it, ghosted the whole um, idea or the conversation. I think, I mean, I've asked him numerous times. I've seen many people on Twitter tweeting at him, asking him when he's going to do it. He's not going to do it, and here's why. Max will embarrass him. It will be horrific. He was able to speak over Jimmy Dore because he was talking. He speaks very quickly, and, and I think Jimmy was I love Jimmy Dore. He was ill-prepared for that. I don't think he was anywhere near ready for that conversation. It's very disappointing because I think that that is likely to be the only chance that we get to have somebody in front of him to push back because I think he chooses who he speaks to very carefully on this issue. Um, but Max Blumenthal mm-hmm. knows his stuff. He lived in Gaza. He's done documentaries. He's written books. Um, he is Jewish. And I think that that would be an unbelievably awful situation for uh, uh, for Kennedy. But that's why... The reason why I wanted to talk to you in specific about the um, Kennedy... Uh, the, the way that you interrupted in... Uh, uh, approached him was because,, uh, as you mentioned, you were very quiet. and that's why I wanted to talk to you about it because I think people should go and watch that video. I could never. <laughs> I am too loud. I am too um confrontational. I mean, big surprise, right? Um, and I, there's no way I could have been that polite and that calm in that situation, especially with Shimuli there. That guy is one of the most repugnant figure figures um in uh in like a, i guess i guess political life i think he's not just um in the political sphere but generally speaking i think he is but um he's just so despicable and the way that he conducts himself the way that he spoke to you and others at that event i think just really signifies that but um you the way that you handled yourself was so impressive and i saw so many people um talking about that that you were able to maintain your calm and maintain your uh, there's no i could never i could never i would have been yelling i would have been much like your friend uh, you know uh <laughs> screaming uh, uh profanities at him i i just get too fired up and passionate so i just wanted to give you credit for that and i think people should go watch that video Um, If you are interested in uh, and I think that there's space for both um, approaches. I think that our friend Jose Vega, um, who has also done many of these types of situations where he confronts politicians, he's not calm and quiet. (laughs) I mean, he's not. He's more like uh, I I think he would be more my approach. That would be something that the way that I would do it. But I think it's so important, especially on this issue, um, to confront these guys, to confront these people, especially somebody like Kennedy. Can you believe he's still he is still still portraying himself as a peace candidate. Really? Well, not only that,
3: but his campaign manager is his daughter-in-law, who's CIA. A spook. Yeah.
1: <laughs> She's a spook. Yes. Amazing. First of all, the idea that a Kennedy married a CIA agent is fascinating to me. That is fascinating to me. But yes, his campaign manager is a former CIA agent um, and he is very clearly not anti-war. Uh, he's never been anti-war. The way that he speaks about Iran and all this, it's just so gross to me. And then the people that, um, you know, make the excuses. And I think that prior to October seven, so many people said, well, it's just one issue, which first of all, no, it's not. It's not just one issue. It's not just... Israel occupying Palestine. It's also uh, the surveillance state and the police state and COVID-19 and a whole host of other issues that Israel is very heavily involved in in our relationship. Listen, free speech, it, I've I've heard of people, there was a speech and language pathologist in Texas who lost her job because she refused to pledge allegiance to the state of Israel. That happens in the United States of America. Like if you care about free speech, it, that's also an yeah. issue, right? Yeah, l- let me tell you, um, you know, I-, I do
3: a lot with the uh, Bronx Anti-War Coalition, you know, and uh, I saw today that uh, one of our members went to a Cooney rally and she was told flat out, no, we're not going to allow signs anymore. Signs. Wow. Forget stickers, signs. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> political, at a political rally. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. That's insane. But that's, listen, this is not anything new. I mean, uh, people have been trying to warn us about this type of stuff for a very long time. And this is just the natural progression of things. But if you can't confront your politicians, if you can't redress your government, if you can't um, openly protest uh, peacefully and freely, if you can't speak, if you can't speak, I mean, it's we're so quickly losing all of these very uh, crucial rights. And I don't even think people recognize what's happening. Um, And so the idea, I think that uh, Kennedy is such an obvious sheepdog. He's such an obvious um, uh, he's to me, incredibly uh, obvious, controlled opposition. Um, And it also fascinates me when people try to pretend that he's independent. He is 100 percent controlled by Israel. There is no question about it. Um, and people will also, you know, try to throw the Assange thing in my face. Well, he said he would pardon Assange on day one until Israel tells him not to. You think he's not going to back down on that, too? He absolutely will. And Israel doesn't want Assange to be free. Are you kidding? So it's just um, it's very frustrating. So let's OK, let's talk about uh, uh, Richie Torres because um, mm. he's also awful. He takes so my much money. People. Yeah. He takes so much money from the uh, Israel lobby. So you've confronted him numerous times. I'm blocked. He blocked me on Twitter. I'm sure he's blocked you too. Um, oh, he but, but me. Yeah, he blocks everybody that uh, calls him out. So uh, talk a little bit about him and why you think it's important to uh, uh, to call him out.
3: Oh my gosh, Richie Torres is one of the worst. Absolutely yeah. one of the worst. By the way, when when you talk about how much he's taken from APAC, uh, if you go over his entire career, it's five hundred and nine thousand. Wow. And all you have to do is go to Open Secrets and take a look. Wow. Uh, people have done measurements of how often he tweets about Israel, and it's 300% more than he speaks about poverty. And we're in one of the poorest districts in the United States. I got to tell you, it's like, you know, mind you, there are areas in the South Bronx, I'm North Bronx. There are areas in the South Bronx that are way worse than we are, but we're, we're not good. I mean, I'm I'm... I, to give you an idea, I'm walking over people who are homeless in the street, not walking over them, walking over them, but I'm passing by people in, you know, in the street every single day. You know, I'm friends with the local prostitute on my block. Yeah. Because, you know, it's people don't have anything else that they can possibly do. And what is Richie Torres focusing on? He's focusing on, you know, speaking for Jews and silencing Jews who try to criticize him. So uh, I ran into this guy. First time was way before October 7th. I think it was around, I don't know, probably February, maybe May, uh, and he had a town hall. So a bunch of us went, by the way, one of the people who went with me was Jose, and Jose went first and uh, Nord Stream, and then I go doing when they're committing a genocide. And he, he is the most empty Ken doll I've ever seen in my life. You know, it's like, you know, <laughs> right now the news is on Barbie, he is a Ken doll <laughs> <laughs> it's a plastic smile it's nothing going on and first he he goes into this bit about and you've heard this talking point before a million times uh, about how it can't possibly be a genocide because look, numbers are going up and not only do you have to look at the influx of people but you also have to look at the fact that that's not definitionally genocide um if if you thought that numbers going up was not genocide
1: then what is what was u.s slavery right yeah he seems like he just has a really superficial understanding it feels as if he doesn't like he's really done no independent thinking on this. He just, he's getting money from APAC, And so he has been given the talking points and that's just, he just regurgitates what he's been told. That's what it feels like to me. Like you call him an empty Ken doll. And I think that's a really accurate description. It feels as if he has done no actual thought himself. He is just repeating lines that he has been sold. Um, he reminds me of Jamal Bowman in that way. Um, uh, especially the, the, the clip of Jamal Bo- uh, Bowman being confronted about his support for the Ukraine situation And he said, yeah, Putin's a madman. And then he's asked about Donbass. And he's like, what's a Donbass? I'm like, you have no idea what you're talking about. You're making decisions about these situations, about funding these wars. And you don't even know what you're talking about. Like, that is terrifying to me. And Richie Torres feels like he's very similar.
3: Oh, he is. He is extremely similar. And then when you try to go to him and explain otherwise, he runs away. Yeah. He goes and cries on Twitter. And he says, oh, my gosh, my light, you know, I feel like they're dangerous and these are extremists and hate mongers. I'm going to go run over to Riverdale uh, with the S- with the SAR Academy, which, by the way, has been through a lot of uh, uh, sexual scandals.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I'm going to go uh, campaign over there. I've left, I've left uh, signs at, at his office saying, hey, why don't you talk to JVP as well? Why right. don't you talk to Max Blumenthal? Why don't you talk to Norm Finkelstein? rabbi weiss and you never ever hear anything but he's going to sit there as the mouthpiece of judaism and tell jewish people that they're (laughs) anti-semites it's disgusting
1: That always makes me laugh. It's just so, it's so absurd to watch people call these rabbis who are very openly anti-Zionist, call them anti-Semitic. It's just, it's so dumb. And that's another thing. I wish I would have remembered to talk about that. That's another thing. I think that the claims of anti-Semitism have lost their effect. I think that that is something that Israel has been hiding behind for a very long time. Nobody wanted to criticize Israel because nobody wants to be labeled anti-Semitic. But now I think people recognize the game that's being played and I think that that, that, them using that now, I, I mean, to me, I don't care. Call me anti Semitic. I know that I'm not. I don't care what you call me. um uh, I'm going to stand against genocide. It's just that simple. And I'm going to stand against Zionism. It's just that simple. So I think that they've really overplayed that hand. And I think that that just doesn't have the effectiveness that it used to. But yeah, Richie Torres is awful. um I think that, as you said, he's one of the worst. That's why I want to talk about uh, him and Kennedy specifically. Obviously, AOC is bad and Bernie is bad. They're all terrible. Nobody's great on this issue. I mean, even, um, uh, the ones that are kind of good like Bernie is or at least used to be kind of good now he's just so weak. He is just it's he's a pathetic shell of himself um uh, but I mean even even the ones that are who you might say are kind of good are so awful and weak so um yeah thank you for confronting these guys uh continue doing that everybody should be doing that um okay everybody uh go and you can follow uh, uh guide Your girl on uh, twitter at g-a-i-j-i-n girl 2004 2004 uh, obviously links are in the sub stack. thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show um everybody go support jewish voices for peace they're doing incredible work um and yeah uh, i appreciate you coming and i'll be back tomorrow with alex hills from candles for assange i'm very excited about that as Julian assange says learn challenge Act now and don't go anywhere. Timothy Shays right after this here on today's News Talk.